0: Welcome to Gather Round with Rebecca Spooner. Oh my goodness, I feel like I always start the same way with this big sigh after I say that, but there's just so much, you guys. There's so much, and I actually don't even want to do an intro today, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to instantly start talking, so I hope you have some coffee and or tea, and, uh, and we're going to be talking today about Undone. That is the title of this session and it's funny because I was looking back and my last episode, though it feels like forever ago, um, was Stay Soft and I feel like there's a lot of parallels between what I'm going to talk about today and what I talked about last time but I feel very strongly I was going through my podcast list of, of things that God has laid on my heart and I felt like this was what he wanted to focus on today so um, there's a theme and usually when there's a theme and there's recurring things that god is speaking to you then it means that that that's his heart for this season and i feel like his heart for this season is the softness of our hearts and he desires that the bible says that um you know that one of the things in, in it wasn't not the God saying over us, it's us saying to God, it's our prayer of our hearts. But remove my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh. And I feel like we need a heart of flesh. It is easy in today's society, in our culture, in the things that we face, to become desensitized. It is easy to become hardened. It is easy to become unaware. And it's it's we can get judgmental and we can get um, we don't even notice anymore. Literally, desensitization is we don't even notice anymore. You see it in media all the time. You know, you go out and you watch every single movie, video, episode for the most part that you are watching. You are being inundated with society's values and what they want you to believe. Now, you are strong. You don't agree with it. um, No problem. However, the more you watch it, the more it becomes normal in what you watch and what you're listening to and what you are a part of, the less aware of it you even are now I'm not talking right now about media what kind of shows you watch any of that I just am trying to paint a parallel okay the parallel is we are becoming desensitized we are becoming desensitized and and not able to even be soft, our hearts are becoming hearts of stone without us even realizing it. And it's almost like you're not aware of it until it's too late. All of a sudden you look back and it's like, my goodness, I can't remember the last time I cried. I feel like I have been hard. I feel like I have been judgmental. I feel like I'm callous and I don't even know how to get down to the soft, fleshy parts of who I am. I don't know how to feel compassion for people because I just don't. I don't know how to love someone when I just don't. I don't know how to forgive someone when I just don't. I mean, I can say the words, you want me to say the words, but my heart has become a heart of stone. And so that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Undone specifically. I have a bunch of scriptures for you and, um, and a couple of, of points, so... First of all, and I know I've shared this before, the whole they'll know we are Christians by our love, that comes from John 13, 35, which says, By this they'll know you are my disciples if you love one another. You know how many times the Bible talks about love? I am not a theologian, theologian, sorry. I'm not a theologian. I am not an expert on the matter. And I'm not going to tell you actually the number of times it says love in the Bible because I don't know. But it's a lot, you guys. You can't look through Old New Testament without seeing God talking about love over and over and over, both as a commandment of what we are to do with others, but also as, as he is speaking about us. His love, his great love for us. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. There is so much about love in the Bible and love comes from a soft heart. When our hearts are hardened, when we have become desensitized, we cannot love, truly, truly love one another. And you'll start to see it. You'll start to see it in your home. You'll start to see it with your kids. You'll start to see it in your marriage. You'll start to see it in your friendships. You, you start to lose compassion. You start to see people fighting and nattering. There's just no love. Has anyone ever said that in your home? It's like, my goodness, there is, there is no love in this home. I see it with my kids and it drives me batty. It's like you are all thinking of yourself. There is no love. Where is the love for one another? Where is the love? It's, it, it, is the, it is supposed to be the fruit that comes out of our life, but it only comes out of our life when our hearts are soft, when we are growing um, rooted to the vine, when we are in relationship with Jesus, because it isn't something that we fabricate in and of ourselves. It actually is. God is love. You want to love more? You got to be in close union and relationship with Jesus because God is the source of all love. The Bible goes so far as to say that that if there is no love, then it's impossible to know God because you can't you can't hate everyone around you. Love literally comes from God. He is the source of it. Okay, so they are going to know we are Christians that we are disciples of Jesus, which means followers of Him, ones who study, ones who who um, mimic, ones who are learning, who are being taught by, which means you have to be in relationship with Jesus. And this, the sign of that is that we will love one another. So I want to just share, I, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, but I wanted to share a few stories, um, vulnerable stories, because they're going to show the hardness of my own heart. But I want to, I want to tell you just a couple stories that hopefully you'll be able to relate to um, when we're talking about being undone, because I feel like I'm in a little bit of a season. I was. I was praying the other day and asking the Lord, what season I'm in, and I, I feel like it is definitely a humility season. Like God has taken me to this place of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna humble you. I'm going to, you're gonna be brought low, and it's not gonna feel good. Um, there's gonna be things that that are unjust, are unfair. Um, there's gonna be lies spread about you. There's gonna be stuff happening. Not that God is causing this, but I'm gonna use these things to humble you. You are not to defend yourself. You're not to speak about it. You are to to just be humble and put on a cloak of humility and so there is a there is a a lowness season I guess in my life right now and and it honestly truly does not feel very good okay it's not the kind of thing you go and seek out you seek out the high seasons like <laughs> mountaintop okay um i haven't sought out the low season but but it is this, this space that I'm in, and God is absolutely using it, um, I believe, in a very targeted way. So let's start off. Point number one Proverbs 15, 1, I believe, if I can read my writing, maybe that's an eight, I think it's a five, um, says, A gentle answer turns away wrath. A gentle answer. You know, I was I was spiraling the other day. That does happen. Um, I was I was just doing okay until I wasn't doing okay. And I generally work really hard to be professional and um, put on my best you know face for friends, for family, for my job, for everything. Right? You you have to. Um, for the sake of my kids, I'm strong. For the sake of my kids, so you know the one person that I don't have to be strong around. You know the one person that I can just be myself and be weak and and. And, and be fleshly if you'll put it that way is my husband. Okay? He's the one that's not going to judge me and and sometimes I just I just allow myself to to just be fully me in all my my messy glory. So the other day, this is not years of my past, I wish it were, but the other day I was spiraling. And so I was, I was giving full vent to my thumbs, which I was allowing to text whatever I felt like. So I don't remember what it was, but this is, this is an example that I have definitely used in the past little while. Um, we have a credit card that is expiring soon and it is my personal credit card that is expiring soon. And so I, uh, we've been waiting and there's no new card coming in the mail and my husband thinks that we should continue to wait and I think we should be ordering another card. Um, but the last time we did that, there's just this, all this, there's this, this hold up with cards coming and then, you know, he says we're going to have to redo things. But I truly, when I sat down and analyzed it, I realized that I'm, I'm anxious about it that's what it comes down to. I'm anxious about it. And so I'm doing well in all the things. And all of a sudden this anxiety hits me that I feel like, oh my goodness. And so I text him and I'm spiraling, right? I'm I'm spiraling. And it's like, you know, you're, you're, so now what? So all of our our services are going to get cut down and this is going to happen. And this is going to happen because we don't have like, I, I, and I ended up, this was, this was a, a, a strong point, but Whatever the story was, which I don't remember, was a weak point, okay? But in this particular instance, because the Lord is working on me, I deleted it all. Where's the slow clap, guys? I deleted it all and I just wrote, um, I'm spiraling a little bit right now. I'm feeling anxious about the card that hasn't come in because I feel like in a week or whatever it is that I'm not going to have any backup measure and that makes me feel anxious. Now, as a mature Christian, I should be dealing with my own anxiety in and of myself. I should recognize it when it comes upon me. I should speak against it. I should speak God does not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. I know what to do. But unless you're battle-worn, unless you've been doing it, unless you've been practicing it, you become desensitized to the anxiety. You become desensitized to the fear. You become desensitized to the anger whatever it is that you struggle with and it you're you're thinking it you're processing and you are reacting out of it without even realizing what you're doing anyone this is this is something again that comes from us being essentially undisciplined, from us not taking the necessary steps, the things that we've been taught, the things we know in our head, but we're not actually practicing in our daily life. And this stuff is so important. One of the podcast messages that I have written on my list that I was gonna talk about is, is war is upon you whether you fight it or not. We're in war. Battle says, or Bible says, we do not battle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, we are at war. Whether we recognize it or not, that's up to us. Because if we don't recognize it, that means we're not engaging in it. That means we're not fighting it. See, we have, we're on the winning side. We get to walk in victory because we have the Holy Spirit, because we follow Jesus. The battle's already been won. However, if we're not even recognizing the war that we're in, if we're so caught in the circumstances all around us, if the waves that we are sitting in in the boat are so distracting that all we see is the waves. our eyes are not fixed on Jesus, then we are not walking in victory. And then we wonder, woe is me. Why am I struggling so much? Why is this so hard? But we are in a war that we are choosing not to engage in. God has given us spiritual armor. He has said, you know, grab the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and fight against this. Recognize anxiety. It says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ Jesus. See, that thought, that process, and, and my reaction to it, all of it, is, is wrong, Instead, when I take it and I say, wait a minute, this isn't scriptural, this isn't what the Bible says, I can grab it and I can deal with it specifically. Now you're like, where are you going on this? It's okay, I'm gonna loop it back. I'm gonna loop it back because I am tangenting. And I warn you, I feel super tangenty right now, so bear with me. But here is where we're gonna go back to undone. Here's where we're gonna go back to a gentle answer turns away wrath. So in this particular one, I deleted it and I was mature, but that was because about a week ago, I didn't delete it and I wasn't mature, okay? Um, I was super immature and I spiraled and I vented at my husband and I, it was for something I was feeling that I was reacting. And I, I, you know how sometimes you can't seem to stop yourself? Then I'm sending another message and I'm sending another message and it was just, it was he was at the gym, poor man. I know you guys, pray for, pray for my husband. <laughs> Anyways, and you know what he did? He stopped what he was doing. He went and he got, I think he, I don't even remember what he did. He went and got some lunch or something like that. He went and got some food. He came back. He brought some food. He's like, I dealt with this. I called. It was, it was TELUS. Oh, services. Guys, I'm telling you, there's something about utility services. When you're calling and they don't understand what you're saying, our internet was down. I couldn't work. I've been tethered to my phone all day. It was the worst possible day and I was so irritated. So I spent an hour and a half and I handled it very well on chat with the phone internet people and I was getting passed around from person to person and no one was understanding what I was saying and at the end of it, I got disconnected and I I went a little bit into a dark place, okay? So here I am spiraling my husband. He fixed it. He called them. He came home. He fixed it. He dealt with the internet and he was gentle and he came home and he was just gentle with me and instantly that... That anxiety, that anger, that overwhelm, that entire thing that I hadn't even been aware of, it literally stopped it in its tracks. See, it couldn't continue because it was coming up against just love and acceptance there is, there is a truth to unpack in this if you will choose to unpack it. There is a truth for all of us, whether you are the person on my side of the table who is who is spiraling, who's maybe feeling and reacting without even being aware of it, or if you're on the other side of the table dealing with someone who is reacting, whether that's our kids or whether that's your spouse or whether that's a friend or whatever the situation may be, but God is telling you, I want you to be the one who's going to give a gentle answer that turns away wrath. See, in in the natural natural what what most human people would do in our human nature they would rise up they would meet that response with a response of their own and things would escalate and they would go forward from there but see they're going to know we are christians they're going to know we are disciples of jesus when when we love one another not when someone deserves it see christ loves we love because christ first love us it's it isn't because we deserve it It's not that we're going to do this because it is fair. It's we're going to do it because it is what was done for us. God loved us when we did not deserve it. Therefore, we are called to love one another even when they don't deserve it. I was talking to my kids recently. It's a big thing with kids, right? fairness, equality. And they've been talking, you know, like, this isn't fair. This person got to go out with dad or or this person got to go shopping or this person got to go to a friend's house and I haven't. And, and I was getting so frustrated because I realized my kids are judging fairness on an hour by hour basis. I don't know how they do it, but they keep logs in their mind of what is fair and what is not fair. Like like minute by minute, everything is being psychoanalyzed and and, and compared and balanced and weighed. To decide if it is fair or if it is unjust. And I said to my, it was my youngest daughter, I said, this is no. We don't do fairness like that. That's not how fairness works. See, equality and fairness is actually an overall thing. Let's zoom back and let's look at the entire week. See, you got to go to a friend's house on this day and they're getting to go on a sleepover this day. I cannot make every single day fair for every single person, but overall, I do work very hard to make sure that things are, are, are equal, that things are fair. I think sometimes we do this as adults too. I think sometimes we feel so hard done by. I think sometimes we feel so sorry for ourselves that we are having to rise up, that we're having to be mature, that we're having to do the right thing even when it's hard, when somebody else is not. See, I've been on this other end of it with my husband. We can flip that coin around. There's been times where I feel like I've had to rise up and he gets to be in in, you know, reacting how he is, and I'm like so unfair. Vice versa, this time when it was unfair and yet even when I didn't deserve it, my husband rose up and he was essentially the bigger man and he 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 was gentle even though I was reacting out of this place of, of anxiety and frustration. If we look at it as a whole, it is fair that we love one another even when they don't deserve it at all. Point number two. <sighs> The Bible says that God's kindness leads us to repentance, his kindness, that he disciplines those he loves. I was talking about being in this season of, of humility, about being in this season of, of things just, just hitting a little bit hard, um, of feeling kind of low, of feeling kind of awful. When you're in a season of humility, you can feel undone. You can feel like you are being stripped away. All the things that you put your confidence in are being stripped away. When God is dealing with pride, when God is putting on a cloak of humility, it is not just something he puts on, it's things he takes off. See, slowly but surely, things are stripped, things are shaved, things are ground and, and, and filed away, and, and there is a rawness that you are in and a realization that you are not all you thought you were. You aren't all you're cracked up to be in your own head because we can go through times where we just feel great and there's nothing wrong with feeling great, but there are other times that God says, okay, let's analyze where that's coming from. Are you feeling great because you're rooted in the vine or are you starting to feel great and you're thinking it's because of this or this or this or this? God does this to me all the time. I have my little peaks, things like conventions, okay, where things are going great. It's exciting. We see the fruit of all the things we've been building here. And then I have these valleys, these deep valleys where I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm not cut out for this. I feel like it just gets hard. And I think my goodness, and God is faithful to bring me those peaks to sustain me and hold me. But he also says that I am to come to him to find my balance, to find my equilibrium, to remember. Remember that I am doing this for Him and for Him alone. That it is not because of my strength, that it is not because of my gifts, that it is not because of of who I am or my merits, but rather because of who He is. Because I'm just being obedient to what He says. And sometimes He needs to strip things away so that it's just me and Him back at the beginning, without me carrying all my earthly crowns, all the accomplishments I have, and I become undone. I was talking to my daughter about this. My older daughter, um, a little bit ago, we were talking about just the cloak of humility that God puts on. And I was, I was telling her that God disciplines those he loves. And though it feels negative, though it feels hard, though it feels dark, that it is in those times, that it's actually God's great love for you, that he is unwilling. He is unwilling. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. He's unwilling that you would fall. He sees that things are getting too bright. My daughter is incredibly gifted. She is incredibly gifted with violin, incredibly gifted with music. And there are times that, that I watch her get brought down a peg, not by me, but just by circumstances, by life, and I see things get difficult. And I think I, I told her, "You've got to be encouraged by that. You actually have to take it and you have to be thankful for it. And you have to say, "God, thank you, that you are so faithful to me, that you're not going to let me fall." That when I'm starting to get in my mind, I'm starting to think about the wrong things. I'm starting to put my hope and my my confidence in the wrong things. That you bring it back to just being me and you. That you put the cloak of humility on my shoulders, even though it's scratchy and it's uncomfortable and sometimes it even hurts and it feels raw and I feel undone. I get to remember that I am no one but a child of yours. That's who I am. Strip away my identity. Strip away my titles. Strip away the, the cloaks that other people are trying to put on me the accolades and instead let it me just be me and you and remind me that I am just a child of God at the end of the day I'm not Rebecca Spooner mom super mom great mom I'm not Rebecca Spooner homeschool mom I'm not Rebecca Spooner speaker I'm not Rebecca Spooner writer I'm not Rebecca Spooner amazing wife I'm Rebecca Spooner daughter of the king and when that becomes my, my identity, my core focus, my direction, my compass, and the thing that I put my confidence in, not over-inflated, not, um, not not shaky ground, but something that even in the midst of the storm, I can tether myself to, I can hold on to, all of a sudden the other things start to fade away. I become protected in a way that I wasn't before. It does not feel great, but it is because of God's great kindness. It is because of his great love that sometimes we feel in these seasons of being completely undone. Are you in a season of being undone, of being torn down or having things in your life torn down, feeling perhaps self-pity, when instead you need to be feeling thankfulness that God is, is protecting you and guarding you from yourself or from what others are putting on you? Compassion. Compassion led Jesus to action. Mark 6.34 says, When he went to shore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. You know, true compassion, true compassion that comes from a soft heart, it comes actually because of our experience of being undone. When we've had those low moments in our lives, those difficult moments in our life, it actually is the the thing that allows us to feel empathy for somebody else. It strips away the pride that thinks that I have it all together, and it allows us to be in that humble state that says, I don't have it all together. And I can have compassion for somebody else who doesn't rather than judging them from my high place on this high mountain. I can say, I have been low and I have been high, and I have learned not to put my confidence in either of those two things, not to base my identity, on either of those two things and instead to be able to say that I am just a child of God no matter what. Being undone allows us to relate to others and it allows us to be compassionate. You've probably heard it said that compassion is not just caring. Compassion is actually caring so much you do something. See, Jesus cared so much. He just had such compassion on them that he began to teach them. They needed a shepherd, and he began, he was compelled to action because of his great compassion for them. Have you ever been compelled to action just because of your love and compassion for somebody else? Or perhaps are we judging others and are we so focused on being right that we aren't even seeing? Is our hearts becoming so hard that, that we are desensitized to even what other people are going through? Are we not taking the opportunities and being thankful for the times when we are brought low so that we can understand and relate to others and, and have compassion on them? There was a time in my life where, um, where I had, I mean, we've all had times, right? With friends, with family, with, with people in our lives. And I was going through a difficult season with someone in my life. And, and it had been going on for a long time a long time and i was just feeling disconnected and rejected and hurt and all of these things and 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 i was praying about it i was working very hard trying to keep my heart soft trying to stop myself from being hard or from being angry or from being hurt and and dealing with the things that i was feeling so that they would not um they wouldn't take root in my life but even despite that it was just long and it didn't necessarily resolve itself and it was this this hard thing that i went through okay um anyways, I, I hit this point where where all of a sudden I I I I was confronted with it. I was confronted, this person and I, we met, and I was confronted with it, and I had this moment of of just I almost walked by. I almost walked just on by. And I thought, you know what, if it's not going to happen, it's okay. Like, you know, and it wasn't really because I was even hard as much as I was just, you know, I, I had been hurt so many times. And, and it was just, it was, you know, I'm sure you've had moments where you've just almost walked by. But but before I almost even knew what was happening, I was turning around and I was walking towards this person. And I just hugged them and I broke. Something inside me broke. There was so much compassion and there was so much love that it literally broke down all of the walls in my heart. I can't tell you the amount of times I tried to forgive. I said I forgave. I want to love. I don't want to be hurt, but still these little things had they were just they were constant things I was wrestling with and it just didn't seem like I had true freedom. But in this moment when there was compassion and when there was love and when I just put it all aside and I just allowed myself to just love this person, everything broke. Do you want to know the power of compassion? Do you want to know the power of loving one another, true love, not just saying it, not just, I think you're a cool person, but love. And I'm talking spiritual love that only comes from God and it just pours out of you and you just in that moment love this person. When that comes out of you, it breaks down walls. It brings healing in hearts. It restores relationships. It can bring healing even in our lives, in, in things that we have, we have trapped ourselves in, the, the hurts, the, the bitterness, the resentment. The, there is so much power in love. There is so much power in love. And in this moment, everything broke. Everything broke. And I watched the power of God come in and do a restoration, not only in relationship, but I watched him do a restoration in my heart. My heart was undone, and as my heart was undone, it was softened. For some of us, we need to allow the Holy Spirit. That was not in my own strength. That was not something I decided to do. I thought I'm going to go over and cry. It's actually not. I don't cry very often. Okay, this was something that just poured out of me because I was obedient to be, to go over, to follow what God was saying in that moment. But I have seen God do incredible things when we choose to allow ourselves to love someone, to put all of those things aside, whether they deserve it or whether they don't, whether we feel it or whether we don't, and we allow Allow the Holy Spirit to love through us, to equip us. We allow that to be a fruit in our lives. It changes lives and it will change your own. Are you being undone in the season? Maybe God is is doing a, a humility action in your heart. Maybe he is disciplining you because he loves you. Maybe he is he is allowing you to experience something, again, not causing it, but allowing you to experience something because he says, I'm going to redeem this in your life. I'm going to redeem this and you are now going to bring freedom, not just for yourself as you find freedom in this, but you are going to bring freedom to others. If you are wrestling with depression, if you are wrestling with anxiety, if you are wrestling with, with just being undone in this season, in your weakness, he is strong. And as you rely on him and as you go to him and as you say, carry me through. And in the midst of the storm, you lock eyes with him. He will walk you through it. You will find victory. And when you do, let me tell you, God is not going to waste one second. He's not going to waste one tear. He's not going to waste one one strike of your sword toward the enemy as you find freedom, as you speak scripture, as you, as you battle. He's not going to waste a second of your battle. And that battle and the victory that you gain is not just for you, but it is for your children and for your children children's children. It is for your friends. It is for your family. It is for the people that are in bondage in similar things that you now have authority over because you've walked through it and you have found victory and you entered into the battle and you are now battle worn to be able to walk along somebody else and help them find the victory that they need what if instead of thinking this was all about us this was all about our lives all going through the motions maybe our children we started to think bigger picture we started to think outward outside of our individual circle and we said you know what god you can use this outside of just me and as i enter into the battle as I put on and learn how to put on my armor, as I as I grow um, in taking every thought captive, as I stop being desensitized and allowing myself to become desensitized by these emotions that I have just been undisciplined in and I've just allowed to have free reign in my life, these thoughts that I've allowed to have free reign in my life, that every single time you capture it, every single time you fight against it, every single time you speak out the word of God over your life, the promises of God, what he says in scripture, and you speak it over your circumstances every single time you are learning, you are training, you are growing, and you are entering into the battle towards your victory. I feel like some of you have been undone for a long time and you need the hope at the other end of the tunnel that there is life and life abundantly, that you can do this. Philippians 4 13, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And for some of the rest of us, maybe we've been in the season of undone. Maybe we haven't. And God instead is saying, you know what? Your heart has become hard. You haven't walked through the same thing someone else has walked through, and you've allowed yourself to become desensitized. Your kindness isn't leading people to repentance. You aren't, you aren't loving one another. Instead, you are judging. You are hard. You are Um, uncompassionate and I want to do a work in your life I want to take your heart of stone and I want to make it into a heart of flesh I want to allow you to become undone so that in your weakness I can move God, I thank you for each and every person that is here. I thank you for each and every person that that is walking through, um, whether it's the mountaintop or whether it's the valley, God, of of even sometimes feels like the shadow of death. God, I pray that each and every one of us would be aware of your presence right now. I pray that each and every one of us would be aware of your love, your great, unfathomable love for us that we would be aware of it, that we would see it, and that we would recognize that you are not only loving us, but you are the source of love that is within us. I pray that you would increase our love, that as we become more aware of how much you love us, that it would, it would equip us and allow us to love those around us. God, I pray that we would be compassionate, that you would take our hearts of stone and you would replace them with a heart of flesh. I pray that we would, we would think of others before ourselves. I pray that we would allow the, the difficult seasons in our life, instead of feeling self-pity, I rebuke self-pity right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would allow us to be humble and to be thankful and to even celebrate in the midst of our our trials and tribulations and say thank you God that you are developing perseverance. Thank you God that you are teaching me how to battle. Thank you God that you are putting me and covering me and guarding me with a cloak of humility right now. Thank you God that you are going to redeem this. Thank you God that you are going to use this in the lives of my children. Thank you God that I am going to stand in victory at the end of this not just for my sake but for the sake of the kingdom and for the people that you are going to bring into victory because of my victory. God, may you raise up a generation that knows how to fight. In your name we pray. Amen.